ready. Hey, Lurid listeners, would you like a free audiobook? Follow us on Twitter at the KMQ, then tag us in a tweet with I Heart the KMQ, and we'll send you the audiobook of your choice from our Audible library. Yeah. <laughs> Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex. It's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage you lurid listeners to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it, and rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves your partners, and your sexuality, you are entitled to your sexual self. The show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations spanning so many literary genres. So many. So many. Including action, adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, scary stuff, y'all, or intense stuff, stuff, fantasy, and paranormal. Please listen responsibly. Hey, Lord listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. I am your host, Rose Caraway, and joining me in the studio is Big Daddy Dave Caraway. Say, hey, Big Daddy. Hey, beautiful. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm a little sweaty. I know. I'm a little I like sweaty. It. Okay, I like it, Hey, welcome to the heat wave we're yeah. about to get. <laughs> this is fun. This is sexy season. Yeah. This is horror movie sexy season. So, too bad I don't have a horror story lined up. But close. I do have a sci-fi yeah. story sort of-ish. <laughs> it's Futuristic. Sexy. It's very sexy. Yeah. Um, so, hey, lurid listeners. We've got a story lined up for you, taken straight from a Rachel Kramer Bustle anthology that I narrated not too long ago. It is from her Big Book of Orgasms, Volume Two, and it is 69 sexy stories. Um, it's it's voluminous. <laughs> voluminous. <laughs> it's voluminous. Yeah. <laughs> it's voluptuous, too. <laughs> it is. Voluptuous. I put an M in there. <laughs> well, this is part two to one of the most successful books we have done. Very, the very, Big Book yeah. of Orgasm, Volume 1, which I don't think it was called Volume 1 back then, Mm-mm. but just Big Book of Orgasms, has been a huge success and continues to be a huge success. So you know that's why? rocking. You know why? Why? Because it's a giant book of orgasms. Yeah, I mean, who can argue with that? You can't. No, I'm it's into it. It's inarguable. I love it. You lose as yeah. soon as you try to argue against orgasms. No, everyone loves them. They're good. <laughs> you know what's impressive about this? So the, mm-hmm. they're limited to what? 1,200 words? 12, uh, like nah, 800 to 12 hundred words i think that's I think, pretty short yeah it and was challenging it's and that's what people don't get oh it's short that must be mean it's easy no <laughs> no it's like a anybody who's experienced twitter understands mm-hmm. it's very hard to do things really short so to you say. need to put some respect on the fact that these people wrote such great stories and such hot stories in a very very tight package yeah and yeah. so you know that people tortured over that. You mean Rose tortured over? Oh, all of. I mean, I guarantee you, all of them had to fight that, and I'm and it's impressive. Like it really puts your creative salt to the to the test. Mm-hmm. Finding the best economy of words mm-hmm. to convey 
you know, the sexiest orgasm you can come up with, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I contributed a story. In fact, that's the one we're going to go ahead and give you guys today. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was a combination of something that Big Daddy said to me. Gosh, I mean, it's something you almost say to me. Every time you put your face near my vagina, we're just gonna go there. It feel it's a place that feels like home to you. My my womanliness, my femininity, my vag is That's is terrible. like your home. Don't say that. That's a terrible way to say that. No. I don't look at your beautiful femininity and think vag. <laughs> my my well, what do you want to call it? My 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 flower. My yeah, I'll take that. That's better than vag. Yeah, you know your pussy. Um, and Pussy's so good. yeah, and and it really stuck with me. You you said this is home. This feels like home. And to me, it really resonated um, because what does feel like home to people? Like I would feel a lot of people would say, oh, a certain meal is like home you my know muscles your muscles are your home huh? <laughs> they're my home <laughs> i'm gonna nuzzle in all between them um yeah so it to to have you express that sentiment to me was it impacted my consciousness and so i thought well i want to come up with a story that that expresses people longing for home and i'm all about you know the mars one project i love that there's now i mean that we've got rovers on mars and that we're getting photographs back and and i thought what would it be like to be the first beekeeper on mars so i wrote a story about the first beekeeper going to mars who's where her husband already is and so she's she's very excited to get there while she's bringing all these lovely bee boxes with her and she's got to do all of her work before she can get to her man and and they kind of come together that's me by the way it's you and um you know while he is there she's been on earth so they've been apart so you're earth bringing has been home home, home. Well, and so bring your new home. Right. And so people feel like certain meals make them feel like home. Well, I thought, you know, so we want bees to be on Mars to pollinate certain food sources for people. So, you know, farm to fork can make people feel like Mars is their home. But she feels like, you know, he is her home and she is his home rather than the actual planet so yeah it's just a little love tale about home and love and longing so here you go you guys i titled it mars a buzz Marta guided the Hatazad over its designated docking port next to her brand new lab, Mars's very first bee enclosure module. The schematics she'd seen hadn't done the building justice, and her eyes opened wide as her ship touched ground. A spread of 30 gravity-assisted greenhouses sat beyond the BEM, similarly made but measuring one square mile each. The sight was an audacious spectacle against the Martian mountainscape, and Marta's eyes brimmed with tears at the breathtaking view. 
She'd been commissioned by Mars's APIS-1 project for pollination services so that colonists would have consistently grown fresh produce and to solidify the idea that the big red planet was indeed their home. Freeze-dried meals traveled well, but fresh-grown, farm-to-fork food could never be replaced. Just like with sex, Marta thought. Nothing can replace real skin-against-skin fucking. Her inner biologist was honored to make history today. However, another sort of excitement warmed her pussy. After 18 long months, she'd finally get to feel Jack's strong arms wrapped around her body again. Marta got her computer to communicate with the BEM, and trusting that nothing mechanical would malfunction, she raced down to the ship's hold while the accordion-style umbilical slowly extended and attached itself to her ship. Marta stripped out of her flight suit, including her bra and underwear, not wanting to wear too many layers while working in the greenhouses. The scent of her own arousal filled the small space, and lewd thoughts blossomed in her mind as she stepped into her beekeeper suit. She zipped up her veil and then hit the inner cargo hatch release. The heavy door slid open, and balmy, propolis-scented air whooshed against her face like a salve. She tapped into her beekeeper's log, studying the infrared readings to verify that her queens were still viable. Across the board, all thirty brood clusters shone like bright little suns. Satisfied, she climbed into the vehicle and entered GAG-30's coordinates. The loader softly lurched into gear. The pressure to finish quickly and to go meet up with Jack was difficult to ignore, but Marta reminded herself that Mars wasn't paying her for hasty workmanship. Besides, putting the mission unnecessarily at risk just because she wanted her husband's cock inside of her was unacceptable. Once inside the greenhouse, Marta stepped out of the loader and hefted Colony 30 onto its waiting hive stand. Then she opened the hive's bottom entrance and stood back. Forager bees emerged and began their very first orientation flights on Mars. It was exciting, sweaty work, but before Marta knew it, she was back at the BEM installing her last colony. She placed the hive on its stand, then headed back to the loader. Between the two front seats, sunlight glinted off the rim of a pint-sized glass jar. She couldn't help but think about Jack and her sexy plans for him later. Marta's nipples scratched against the inside of her suit, and she quickly snatched up the jar, then grabbed her folding table and tools. When she was ready, she opened Colony One's top cover and pulled out a frame. Bees buzzed around her veil as she whispered the old beekeeper's mantra, Half for me, half for you. She cut out a section of ripe honeycomb and, one-handed, slid the frame back into the hive and replaced the lid. Marta was holding the honeycomb up to the sunlight when a soft, mechanical zwoosh sounded behind her. She glanced over her shoulder and saw Jack standing in the lab's entrance. Honeycomb still in hand, Marta rushed to his outstretched arms. She cried, kissing him through her veil's scratchy screen. I tried to get here sooner, Jack whispered between kisses while fumbling for the veil's zipper. It doesn't matter, Marta sniffled. One-handed, she expertly unzipped her veil, and then Jack's warm lips fell against hers. 
Their shared urgency quickly became a groping, sticky set of actions. Jack tugged off his shirt while Marta undid the front of his pants. Jack busied himself divesting Marta of her bee suit next, but then he halted, seemingly in awe of her unexpected nudity underneath. Jack embraced Marta once more, pressing kisses against her neck. Eventually, his big hands slid and cupped the weight of her breasts. Slowly, he moved his kisses downward over her sweaty abdomen until he rested on his knees. He pressed his nose deep into her bushy pubic hair and issued a low, possessive growl. Jack said, Just like this. This is what home feels like. Marta swallowed and replied, I know, baby, I know. When Jack slid his tongue between her folds, slowly tasting, Marta gripped the back of her husband's head and nearly squished the honeycomb in her other hand. Back on Earth, she'd felt so alone, so unexpectedly homesick. But now, Mars wasn't between them anymore. Now, Mars was theirs. She tightened her grip on Jack's moppy black hair and pulled until his mouth released her pussy with an audible smack. There'll be time for pussy worship later. Jack looked up. His gaze slid toward the honeycomb. You want to give me a proper homecoming? Marta purred. Without hesitation, Jack nodded, his thick hair tugging rhythmically in her tight grip. Yes, ma'am, I definitely do. Assume the position then, she said, releasing him. Jack lay on the red dirt path, supine, his palms up, his lean muscles relaxed. The sight of her husband's nude body, his cock made available for her use, reassured Marta that, though they'd been apart for so long, his submissive instincts hadn't abandoned him. She straddled his thighs and raised the honeycomb. I want to feel your body against mine, Jack. I need your skin to stick to mine. Marta squeezed the honeycomb, trailing honey over her husband's brawny left nipple and then his right. She shimmied up a little more until his swollen shaft pressed against her hairy cunt. She said, I'm going to take that big sweet cock of yours, Jack. I'm going to fill myself up with it. Jack sucked in a breath as Marta dribbled the warm honey over his erection. Slathering the remaining sticky substance over her tits, she rose onto her knees and lowered herself down. Her head fell back as she very slowly took him in. She reveled in the sticky grip of her now honey-coated cunt hairs, labia, and clit as they all tried to cling to the base of her husband's cock as she rocked her hips. It wasn't long before Marta urgently pitched forward, however. The hard-packed red dirt was rough against her knees, but Marta didn't care. Her pussy-pounding efforts distracted her from any pain and pushed her toward a fast-approaching orgasm. She gripped Jack's hands, shoved them back over his head, and then she took his lips in hers. Their teeth clashed as Marta possessed him completely. As the slow, cunt-gripping wave of orgasm tightened in her middle, she ordered, Give it all to me, Jack, now! 
arms still pinned, Jack tightened his abdomen and bucked up into her. Marta rode her husband until the long, pulsing waves of sticky ecstasy finally brought her home. All right, Lord listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's story. That was Mars Abuzz, written by me, Rose Carraway. Please do follow me on Twitter. I'd prefer that you follow the show because then you won't miss any episodes, but you can follow me too, at Rose Carraway. If you want to follow the KMQ, it's at the KMQ, so that you don't miss out on any of our audiobook giveaways. If you want more sexy stories and would like to support the show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Carraway. Remember to leave us a review so that more lured listeners like you can find us. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Carraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Kai Engel, Drake Stafford, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivich. The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by The Big Book of Orgasms, Volume 2, 69 Sexy Stories, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. Stupid fish. This show is for adults only. Why are you cringing? I'm sorry, focused <laughs> listening. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> What's happening? This is my focus face. <laughs> why are you trying to, why do you need to focus? Because I'm preparing myself for how you're going to butcher. <laughs> 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 I'm just planning ahead. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, outtake one. <laughs> All right. This show is for adults only. Is that what you were expecting? That's why my face was cringing.